Welcome to Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Vikings podcast. About to get into it with Matt Derry real quick. Um, we didn't have any injury report information when we recorded this, so if you missed it, um, Caleb Evans is going to go on IR. Ben Ellison back on IR. Cameron Dantzler designated to return from IR. And there's a huge illness thing going through the Vikings. We'll gather some more information, talk about it tomorrow. But for now, Crossover Thursday with Matt Derry. Enjoy. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You liked it! You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big game coming up on Sunday, that is for sure. It's crossover Thursday, Locked On Lions, Locked On Vikings. Detroit will host Minnesota this weekend. 10-2 Vikings coming in. Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings is with me, Matt Derry. Locked on Lions in our Thursday crossover here is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, so much fun and easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Prize Picks. We know you will too. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match. Uh, up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Big one this weekend, Luke Braun. Uh, Vikings have escaped in a lot of these close games. And here come the 10 and 2 Vikes into Ford Field for a little rematch. This should be fun, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This um, game was exciting the first time around. And I think it was a good representation of where both teams were at, even though the, the priors were telling us that, ah, you know, the Lions are just the same old Lions. Doesn't look like it, right? Well, they ripped off four of the last five. Yeah. They they were a tough challenge, and they should be a tough challenge again. Well, you know, I mean, storylines, and let's get into them, and we'll start with Detroit. I mean, certainly the fans are pumped for this game. And, and look, Thanksgiving Day was exciting, and, and uh, the crowd was into it, and the whole Buffalo scene and everything else. But, uh, you know, the Lions, this is this feels different this week. Four out of five, like you said, it's a division game. Payback from earlier in the year. Look, right. Lion fans game, don't think they're going to make some run and win the division, Luke. But like, they don't want them clinching in their building. And so, yeah. Dan Campbell on Wednesday saying he's still kicking himself over the decision making that he made, mm-hmm. and and he's so mad that it'll be with him till he dies. I mean, it's crazy. But I think the Lions have a shot, certainly, and they want to get into the playoffs. They're not going to catch Minnesota, but that's sort of what the sort of what the storyline here is in Detroit. What about? Uh, in Minnesota, you know, Kevin O'Connell has sort of poo-pooed it and said, ah, you know, we're just trying to be one and oh every week. You know, this is just a Detroit's tough. We're just kind of preparing for the Lions. We'll let all the standings kind of play out as they play. But I don't really buy it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that they know they know this is a chance to go directly win the division. You're not backing into anything. Um, and, and, you know, Kirk Cousins said, like, hey, it would be a huge deal to just like have it wrapped up. Right. Um, where we stand right now the Vikings would have to lose out and the Lions would have to win out, win out for the Lions to win the division. So this game is not exactly their only chance to do it, but it is such a direct one that I do think that they'll be a little motivated. Um, But Hey, we have a a couple of interesting uh, new additions to each skill group that were not there in week three, at least not on that side of the ball because TJ Hawkinson's here and he's now primary tight end one for the Vikings and Jamison Williams was sort of eased in, I guess, a little bit last week on your yep. side and, and looks to maybe we, we really get to see what a full Jamison Williams game looks like in this one. Um, 
I don't know. How do you think that that's going to change things on your side of the ball with, with Jameson Williams? No, I, I think it's a great question. And, you know, last week when they, it, it sort of came out, I think it was on Saturday, it was either Schefter or Rappaport saying, hey, Jameson Williams is going to play. Uh, I was surprised. I thought they had kind of pegged the Vikings game to be that return game. And then once he came back, he'd be playing and playing a lot. I mean, he was drafted, you know, 15 for a reason. And obviously the trade with you guys and all this stuff. And then last week, you know, he would have been a gunner on the, on the punt team and he only played six snaps and they only threw to him once. So I do think they'll unveil him this week, but Swift, uh, Williams, Justin Jackson, Amon Ross St. Brown's been so good. Josh Reynolds, um, DJ Chark's coming on. It's almost like, where are you going to put him? I mean, oh, the summer it was, you oh my gosh, we've got. You don't think he's doing more for you than DJ Shark? <laughs> right. Like, but Chark played well last week. So it's almost like, I think they're going to continue to ease him in. I don't think this is going to be some breakout game, but uh, the, the added threat of the deep ball. And then when we get into matchups a little bit, uh, the idea of the Vikings being the worst pass defense in the league, I think will set the tone for maybe more utilization of him. I don't know. Am I waffling a bit on your question? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's we don't know what we're going to see from him, right? Like we haven't seen him play a full game, so we don't know if he's everything he's advertised and all that. Same thing with everybody, every rookie's debut, right? So, not you know, you shouldn't need you shouldn't have a super certain idea of who this guy is. You haven't seen him play, right? Um, but here's the way I, that, that Vikings fans are thinking about it too: is you have Jamison Williams because he's because of the Vikings. The Vikings let you trade up for him. That's true. And it's the same yep. thing with Christian Watson in Green Bay. It was our, it was our trade that let him get that. So Vikings fans are watching those two guys like a hawk, going, "Oh no, did we just give our division rivals the best thing?" Blah blah blah. You know, the guys we we got with those picks are both hurt now. Lewisine and Andrew Booth are both on IR. Um, so oh no, did we just make the biggest mistake in Vikings history? Who knows, right? Who knows how these guys will 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 turn out? Um, but I do think that there is like this sort of voice in the back of your head going, aha, so we, we're going to give the Lions Jamison Williams just in time for him to come back and ruin our chance to to clinch the division and all that stuff. Um, that's the way we're looking at it. But I don't know. You have no idea what you're going to see with this guy. But I, I think if the Lions are more interested in putting, you know, DJ Chark and whoever else out there over Jamison Williams, that probably tells me that maybe missing all of camp and all of the start of your rookie year means this is going to have to be a redshirt year. Unless he really breaks out, I'm not really going to pass any judgments on Williams uh, until next year, probably. No, I, I agree with that. What, what about Hawkinson? Um, do you think this is yeah. the revenge game? Does he come into Detroit and light it up? Or is that I don't know if he's got that kind of, I don't know if he's got that in him. He seems like he's too much of a little teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if he's got that bite to him, but uh, no, I mean, he's had nothing but kind things to say about his time in Detroit. And he and uh, David Blau actually just did a segment on the Vikings entertainment network, a little podcast with um, Paul Allen, who does our radio stuff. And they talked about their time in Detroit and how they're, you know, it's like kind of hard for them to root for Detroit to lose. Cause they still have so many friends there, you know, it was very yeah, nice yeah. and wholesome. So I don't think that there's this angle you know, a few weeks ago, Patrick Peterson had this like super bitter revenge game against Arizona because of yeah, everything the that Steve, happened. Steve Kime, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's not the, the case here, but I do like TJ Hawkinson has been a huge wrinkle to this offense and he's given us a genuine threat over the middle of the field. 
Um, as a blocker, he's played very, very well. And I think he had some ups and downs in Detroit as a blocker, but we're using right. him, I think, in a more natural place for him. Um, and, and his blocking assignments are a little bit more well-suited. So I think it's it's just like a scheme fit thing. Um, but also, I mean, he's catching, you know, five, six, seven passes a game. Three of them are key third downs. It's exactly what you want from a tight end. Got his uh, first touchdown as a Viking on Thanksgiving. So we're kind of holding all that stuff in. And he's very like a key part of this offense. Just another thing to sort of punish you if you're going to sell out super hard to cover Justin Jefferson, which is what the Lions did the first time. And I, I don't know if they can bring that strategy and hold Justin Jefferson to 14 yards again this time. Yeah, no, that uh, that was uh, a great performance by Jeff Okuda a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, but uh, we'll see if that takes place uh, this coming weekend. We're going to get to some matchups, key matchups for the Vikings uh, and the Lions. We'll do that coming up next. Uh, this episode, though, brought to you by Audible. Audible releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find a sneak peek of Block Forever available on Lockdown NFL right now. Block Forever is a Brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and Audible. He gives football fans an insider's look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. Ryan sits down with star players, coaches, and former pros across the league to get real about what happens on the field and behind the scenes. It's available for free uh, for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to Lockdown NFL for a sneak peek of Block Forever or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts. Available everywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. Matt Derry locked on Lions. Luke Braun locked on Vikings. It's the Thursday crossover brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. All right, key matchups, Luke. What, what do you look at here when, when you look at these rosters, when you look at these records and the depth charts and everything else? What stands out for you? It's stuff on both sides of the ball past defense, right? Because there's been some uh, troubles <laughs> on past defense on both sides of the ball. But, you know, going back to the, the Jeff Okuda thing that from from week three, it was so interesting to go back and watch the tape of that game in just how much of the safety's time was devoted to Justin Jefferson and how they basically let everything else be one-on-one. You had Adam Thielen versus uh, Oruwariye one-on-one all day and that ended up being the matchup that sort of decided things because it turned into like five holding penalties and <laughs> that took the vikings out of third and long situations right. it kept drives alive i mean it was this huge thing just or worry being crazy grabby on adam Thielen. so i have to feel like even though that was statistically justin jefferson's worst output of the day i have to feel like the lions are going to come with a different strategy than that um, maybe they feel better about who they've got playing now. I don't know if they still have Aruwarie playing. I know there's been injuries and stuff. Um, maybe they want to put Okuda on Thielen this time and do something different with Jefferson. So I don't know how they plan to cover Justin Jefferson, but it's always the most interesting thing to me to go look at other teams. How did the opponent this week decide they were going to try to stymie Justin Jefferson? Do they have a guy they just trust? Uh, do they have you know, safety help over the top of him all day. Do they do what the Lions did where they had both safeties paying attention to him all day? That's what's really interesting to me. Or is this just going to be, all right, Jeff Okuda, you're having a good year. Let's put you to the real test and have you go up against what a lot of people say is the best receiver in the league right now. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Imani. Uh, he is, that, that game sort of catapulted him being deactivated a couple of times. Um, I only think he'll be out there if, if there's other injuries. Jerry Jacobs has kind of taken over and played very well in that spot since he's come back from injury. 
it'll be interesting to see what Aaron Glenn does, like you said. And now that Hawkinson is there, um, does that change right. things from a Lions perspective defensively and how they're going to – I mean, the fact – and you bring this up, Luke. The fact that they held Jefferson to what they held him to in the first game and 14 lost yards, yeah. is brutal because you figure out hey, right. hold Justin Jefferson down to 14 yards receiving or whatever and um, and they lose the football game. You know, that, that will be interesting. I think Okuda will still stay on him. I think Dan Campbell is the type of coach to say, Jeff, you did a great job in week three. We're, we're not going to change anything. We're going to do this. But I will say the blitzing that took place in that game and how aggressive Aaron Glenn was, that aggressive nature and the leaving guys on an island situation um, is not now what it was. They've been smarter. Okay. They've been a little bit more conservative defensively, but they've been better defensively. And to be honest, with Kirby Joseph out there now um, and really kind of settled in, it's been a different look uh, on defense for this team. It's It's been nice to watch, actually. It's really interesting. The Vikings have gotten a little better with their blitz counters, too, but it's still, I would say, a weak point. So, man, if I were the Lions, I don't know if I would back off those blitzes. It's been a good way to kind of get Kirk Cousins to do some dumb stuff um, or at the very least, you know, force it throwaway right like there's been a lot of just ah you know blitz is coming we don't have a thing for it let me just throw it 10 yards over someone's head um but let's move to the other side of the ball here the vikings you talk about the pass defense but the run defense has struggled a ton in particular against pulling guards and centers and and power runs and sort of that ilk that family counter all that stuff um so is that the way the lions are going to run this are they going to you know pull Frank Ragnow or whoever all the way out and have him be a, a lead blocker because that has torched the Vikings. The Vikings gave up like a 48 yard run against the Jets handing off to a fan. <laughs> they had, you know, practice squad guys at running back. Um, and the, the past defense itself has busted a lot of coverages. You're going to have a deep threat. That's going to be a, a thing in itself, but what's to stop the lions from running at seven yards a pop and just grinding it all the way down the field. No, I'm with you. I think the guards pulling have have, have been a thing uh, for this football team. Uh, ben Johnson has done it, and I think they'll they'll continue to do it. Um, so I think that's a good observation by you, and I think it's something that the Lions would definitely like to do. But I just think at home, Luke, for some odd reason, Jared Goff is so much more comfortable. He's protected well at home. We saw it last week against Jacksonville. The run game was fine, but the passing game was really prolific. And you look up and see that Minnesota's 32nd in the league against the pass. Bunch of right. sicknesses and, and, and non-COVID related, it sounds like, illnesses on Wednesday's yeah. practice, right? Report is non-COVID. I'm going to guess there's like a flu going around in Minnesota. So I'm going to guess it's something like that. Um, but they've got, you know, we, we record this on Wednesday, so they've got a few days to get over that. But it's like half of the defensive starters all have some kind of illness and they're all DNP. So we got to look at that, but yeah, and it's, they haven't been able to play together anyways. They've been busting coverages. They've been missing tackles in the open field. They've been giving up 60 yard runaways. I mean, it's, it's been a a horror show kind of no matter who they're playing against, whether it's Josh Allen or Mike white or Mac Jones, you know, they, they all Mac Jones had his career high against us. If Mike white connects on that throw to Garrett Wilson down the right sideline last weekend, you probably lose. I mean, that was that looked like six. The overthrow, I think, on the second it did last look like six. I want to say they scored on that drive, anyways. But either way, yeah. I mean yeah. That, that there were a lot of opportunities like that. 
that, you know, if, if Mike White were a better quarterback, then they would have been able to take advantage of a lot of other things. And Vikings probably wouldn't have been able to play defense the way that they did because they kind of let that that corner route turkey hole throw. They kind of let Mike White have that all day and said, you can't make this all day. And he did miss a bunch of them. I love the turkey hole reference. Look at you. You're like yeah. a, a young John Gruden. <laughs> that was the first person I heard, heard say it. And now it's seared into my brain. <laughs> but you know exactly what I'm talking about because of John Gruden. Of course. Everybody knows what I mean. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right. Lions and Vikings coming up Sunday, which should be a very interesting game. We're getting into the prediction uh, business. We will do that. Lions uh, favored. What's that? Lions favored right now by two yeah, and a half What points. is that about? I don't know. Maybe they knew that half the Vikings defense had the flu. Maybe. It went from one and a half to two and a half on the other way. It's uh, it is kind of crazy. But uh, what about our friends at bet online? Your number one source for, Sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. You go to betonline.net. You get everything you need. Latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Football to basketball, soccer, and esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. We're just talking about it at BetOnline right now. Lions coming in as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And as Luke pointed out, they're one-and-a-half-point underdogs to open up on Sunday. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it is where the game starts. And our friends at Built Bar have got something exciting for you. Here we go. Reimagined flavors at BuiltBar.com. Cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and the coconut brownie topper. White chocolate, peppermint granola. Also there, it's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling. And still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie. The puff. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're fantastic. Literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. And nutrition, 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, just 130 calories. Built, you got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the Code locked on 15. That's locked on 15. Go there right now to built, B U I L T.com. All right, here we go. Matt and Luke with you. Locked on Lions, locked on Vikings. It is the crossover. Uh, we talked to Lucas, of course, uh, week three when the Lions played the uh, Vikings and Minnesota won a very close game. A game Dan Campbell is mad at himself still for uh, sending Austin Cyber out there for the long field goal. He missed it. Vikings got the ball back, scored the touchdown. And won the football game. Uh, Luke, how, how do you see this one going? It, Minnesota's won so many close games. Here they are, 10 and 2. Right. Are they due for a letdown and a loss? Well, they had their letdown a few weeks ago against Dallas. So I think they've got some cosmic goodwill built up a little bit. You know, they spent it all on that 40 to 3 beatdown. Um, here's this is going to be a tough game. There's been so much talk about this line. And at Bet Online, I'm looking at two and a half, but it's been so wonky. Because this opened up as Vikings as one-point favorites. That was the opening line at Bet Online and a lot of other books. And it got slammed so hard, it has now gone down to two and a half favoring the Lions. But if you look at like the money line, so the Ravens are currently two and a half point underdogs uh, to the Steelers as well. That money line is plus 125. The Vikings money line is plus 118. That means what that what that tells you is that a lot of money is hitting the Vikings money line. So the betters are all over this game on one side or the other. And Vegas has really adjusted the line and like, hasn't been able to find it, which is super wonky. That's super unusual. 
So I have no idea what to make of that line and and the way that Vegas has approached this game over under also 52 and a half. So we're feeling shootout, I guess. Yeah. Um, but here's what I'll say. All right. I haven't picked against the Vikings in like eight weeks and they've been seven and one in that stretch. So I'm not going to start now. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pick the Vikings with the full acknowledgement that look, having the lions favored at home, having them favored by two and a half, essentially saying that they would win on a neutral field because home field advantage nowadays right. is worth more closer to one and a half than three points. But saying that the, the Lions would win on a neutral field, I think that's just a better overreaction. I don't think it's the most egregious thing in the world. I think the line in this game should be close. I think it should be within two points, whichever way you put it. Uh, but I, I think going over, going to two and a half the other way is an overreaction by betters. I think it's overreacting to what the Lions could do to a piss poor Jacksonville team. Um, to the Giants team, that's every bit the fraud you think the Vikings are. Um, <laughs> I and like I think... <laughs> I'm saying the Vikings, uh, it, not, the, not the the Giants might be it's, fraudulent. Yeah, what people think the Vikings are, the Giants actually are. That's right. kind of what I've yeah, been saying yeah, all year. Um, but hey, if I'm wrong and, and those people are right about the Vikings, then maybe they'll get beat by three scores or something. I could see just about any outcome happening here. So I say this with not very much confidence, but I am going to pick the Vikings here. And I do think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. We'll go with something like a... Uh, 31 to 27. We'll, we'll, I'm going to pick the Vikings to uh, win and, and reverse cover. I'm with you on the high scoring. I'm with you on the close. Uh, that's what the Lions do. I was stunned uh, at last week's development of a 40 to 14 blowout. I think the Lions being at home and knowing that they should have maybe won the last game against these two teams. Um, I'm going to take the Lions. I 31 30 something tight. I, I, I love the way Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, is running this thing. Um, Jared Goss feeling good. I do think he is due to not play as well as, as he has over the last few weeks and take care of the football. Um, you know, but I, I, I think the lions right now are, are making a nice run and playing well. I could see next week having to go to New York to play the jets, be a giant letdown after the sort of three game homestand where they feel like and Dan that's Campbell said game. this after the game. Yeah. Dan Campbell said this after the game, you know, that's five, five weeks in a row. We're playing great. Well, you didn't win them all. You lost to Buffalo on Thanksgiving in a game you probably should have won. So I'll, I'll take the Lions in a close one also, a 31-30-ish. Um, they have confidence, too, in their kicker, Michael Badgley. The last time these two teams played, like we said, it was Austin Seibert who was dinged up. And he probably cost them the game with two misses. Not that Greg Joseph had a great day that day either, but they're a little bit no. more confident in 17. Badgley, uh, the money badger, and I would... Uh, money badger, yeah. I would I would take the Lions by one, but um, there's a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence with the fan base here thinking, like you said, the Vikings are due. But as you pointed out a few weeks ago, they got the door, the doors, doors blown up by Dallas. So, right. Yeah, they were due for that. But yeah, I, I don't know if they're due again yet. That that'll probably come in the playoffs. They'll get their doors blown off by somebody. Uh, here's what I'll say about this game. I will be super disappointed if both teams don't come out for this game, super fired up yeah. this Vikings lions, we play each other twice a year and this has not been a real rivalry rivalry since like the Lyndon B Johnson administration. <laughs> I mean, this has been, it has been so low octane. How many times have you heard stuff about like, ah, oh, you know, but I kind of root for the lions. I kind of root for the Vikings. Yeah. As long yeah, as the yeah. Packers are losing, we're all happy. This needs to be, a, I want this game to get chippy. I want this game to be controversial. We need some fuel on this fire. 
because this this rivalry is asleep. We got to wake it up. I want this to have some energy, and I'll be super disappointed if both teams don't come out wanting this game like it's a playoff game. Because I think for the Lions, it kind of is, and for the Vikings, it's a chance to secure the division. This both teams should feel like this. This should not be business as usual. I would hate to see somebody come out and sleepwalk in this one. Well, I don't think there's any. I don't know if there's a David Blau factor, but you know, the Lions. <laughs> the Lions pretty much told him he was going to be the backup quarterback right at the end of camp, and then they cut him anyway. And so he immediately yeah. signed with the Vikings, and I think they wanted him on the practice squad. So he goes to Minnesota. I don't know if he's going to have, have has some sort of inside impact. info to pass along. And obviously, he was there for week three, and the Lions yeah. were right there. So should be fun. I'm excited. He had a big impact on Hawkinson. There's a really big story about how TJ Hawkinson got acclimated as quickly as he did. I mean, he played 90% of snaps after being in the building for four days and he yeah. caught like seven, like he got like 70 yards in that game. Um, and part of the, being able to unlock that big impact was David Blau knowing TJ Hawkinson, being able to work with him and also knowing the Vikings playbook and having kind of been there for a couple of weeks or for a couple of months and been able to do that. So the, the David Blau, TJ Hawkinson friendship thing is already paid some dividends for the Vikings, but uh, maybe we'll see the the revenge game this time, two touchdowns and really just rub it in like so many other players have in Detroit. That's that, that has happened. No question about it. All right, Luke, appreciate it. Yep. Have a great one. There he is. Luke Braun locked on Vikings, Matt Derry locked on Lions. It's been the Thursday crossover brought to you by our friends at prize picks. Big one on Sunday. We'll talk, do it again tomorrow.